Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Monday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harris here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. And first off for today, a very important message, a very special happy birthday to the one, the only, my dad, Kip Harridge. Happy birthday, dad. Hope you have uh, an amazing day today. Of course, you know here how much we love you and how much we feel that you deserve to have an amazing day today. And heads up to everybody out there, we will not have a podcast on Thursday and Friday of this week. Uh, we're going to be celebrating his birthday as a family, uh, taking just a little bit of time off. We'll still be, you know, look at the markets. Of course, we won't leave you hanging, but just no podcast on Thursday and Friday. Uh, so be sure, you know, if you have his number, shoot him a text, shoot him an email, let him know. Happy birthday, and we all hope that uh, you have an amazing one out there, Dad. Uh, so looking at our markets on the day today, apparently nobody told Mr. Market that today was Kip's birthday because this was the largest sell-off, if not the, the very close, that we've seen so far here in 2021. But it really wasn't all bad out there today as we're starting to see some signs of capitulation. Uh, our markets may not quite be there just yet, but we're seeing all of the signs that uh, the selling pressure might be getting a little overdone. And first off, today marked just the fifth time in 2021 that the S&P 500 has opened 1% plus lower for the day. And every time that we've seen that so far, the markets have been able to rally back all the way to all time highs. And historically, lower Monday opens see the biggest next day bounce of any weekday. So really, the classic term applies to lower opens on Mondays. Of course, there's a turnaround Tuesday. And for good reason, they call it that, as the S&P's average gain after that Monday gap lower of 1% plus, Tuesday's the largest gain for the rest of the week at a 0.88%. Uh, so real, and overall, anytime you see a 1% move lower, if it's on a Monday, that's when you have the strongest chance of a next day rebound. But we've also seen stocks selling off for some time now. We are just still a few days away and just a few percentage points away from all-time highs even after today's move lower. But we've seen more so than just the markets, we've seen stocks selling off since around mid-April when we topped out at 96% of stocks that were above their 50-day moving average. That number has now fallen all the way to just 32% of S&P 500 stocks above their 50-day moving average. Uh, right around levels where it hit a bottom of on Friday as well. So as we see kind of a bounce around that level, see if it holds, those are capitulation-esque readings. And uh, like I said, we may not be quite there yet, but folks, we believe this is going to prove to be a phenomenal buying opportunity before the next big move higher here. And again, it's really starting to look like that, that moment could be close here. One area that we've talked about here a lot lately are our sentiment indicators. Today, 
the fear and greed index hit new lows for the year, the lowest levels since March of last year at the at, during coronavirus insanity, all the way down, hit a 16 at the lows of the day. It did close slightly higher at an 18. But folks, that's not how investor sentiment looks at market tops. At market tops, you can even see a day like today and that number barely budges. We've seen it before. And that is just not what we're seeing here. Just a few days and few percentage points away from all-time highs. And we're seeing the greatest level of fear that we've seen since coronavirus insanity in March of last year. We think that makes for a great wall of worry move higher buy signal here. We think we're setting up nicely for the big for the next big move higher. So yes, it was a rough day out there for our indexes, for our sectors, for a lot of stocks. Um, and on the surface, that really does look scary. But then you zoom out a little bit and realize, again, that we're just a few percentage of points away from all-time highs. And our major indexes are already entering extreme oversold territory. We're almost there now for our ma- major uh Indexes, the Russell 2000 is there first to reach extreme oversold levels here, but we're looking very similar on the NASDAQ, S&P, and the Dow. So taking a look at our indexes on the day-to-day, our leader, if you want to call it that, was the NASDAQ down 1.06% on the day to 14274 but we did get a nice rally off of the lows of the day. I mean, it's tough to call it a rally on a day like today, but always good to see the major indexes finished off of the lows of the day. Next up was the Russell 2000. Again, the first to reach extreme oversold levels here, uh, down 1.5% on the day to 2,130. Next up was the S&P 500, down 1.59% to 4,258. And lastly, the Dow Jones, down a pretty big 2.09% on the day. But we got a 200-point rally into the close today. So closing well off the lows, down almost 1,000 points at one point today, uh, about 950 or so. We finished down 725 points to 33,962. Now back to a few other capitulation-esque themes that we're looking at right now. First of all, the VIX. Big spike today. At, at some of the highs of the day, up as much as 33% on the day to a 24. It closed up twenty, basically 22% at a 22 on the VIX. And if it peaks at this area, if you go back and look at a chart, we have seen a series of lower highs in the VIX since its peak at 85 in March of last year. Again, coronavirus insanity peak in the VIX. So since then, it has just been stair steps down here for the VIX over and over again. You get these pops and then the selling pressure is done. The fear leaves the market. Uh, So we'd love to see this level be a peak in the VIX to continue that trend as well. And then bond yields. I mean, remember just a few months ago, everyone's saying bond yields are going to 2%. Uh, could have a, you know a rough effect on the economy. Well, if you remember, there were two guys out in Texas saying, 
Not to be worried about it. Bond yields are heading lower. It's gravity. You see negative yielding rates around the world. And what's to make us think that we're going to buck that trend, especially when our central banks are doing the same thing that the negative yielding central banks, such as the ECB and the Bank of Japan. So, for example, last week, we got the latest numbers from the Fed's balance sheet, which increased another $111 billion now to their total balance sheet of $8.2 trillion, which is 35% of GDP here. So with this level of quantitative easing and buying from the Fed, really it's no wonder why bond prices continue to fall. But again, when you look globally, we're at just a fraction of the levels of debt that you see in Europe. Their balance sheet is now larger than our Fed's at 9.4 trillion that's 64 percent of their gdp uh again no wonder why their bonds are already negative uh and we we continue to see that we're quickly on that path here in the united states as well bond yields falling 9.15 percent on the day today to a 1.18 on the 10 year that is its lowest level since february of this year before we got that big rally uh in bonds it took us to about a 1.71 1.73 i think was right about the area uh but we continue uh to see bond yields heading lower this might be a big part it might get a little bounce from here but the move the trend that we've seen for 40 years now is lower also this week, you've heard us talk about it a lot. Q2 earnings going to be a big week this week. Some of the largest companies reporting this afternoon. We had IBM. Then tomorrow, you have United Airlines, Netflix. And then the next day, Coca-Cola, Johnson & Johnson, Verizon. Thursday, you've got Intel, Snapchat, AT&T. And on Friday, American Express. Slumberjay, Honeywell, so stay tuned with us here. We'll be talking about all of those on the podcast that we have this week going into the end of the week. Um, but so far, so good on Q2 earnings. Just been phenomenal numbers, and we expect that trend to continue. And we're not at peak earnings yet either. You're going to hear a lot of talk about that over the next few weeks into the end of Q2 earnings. A lot of analysts in the mainstream financial media telling you this is peak earnings. Folks, our work does not confirm that at all. Uh, we think that we're going to continue to see upside beats in Q3 and Q4 of this year. And as we've seen throughout history, the markets do not peak until earnings peak. And we are not at that level yet. And we won't be in 2021. Not as we see it here. Um, so next up, let's take a look at our internals on the day. Negative numbers here across the board, declining stocks, beating out advancing just over three to one negative on the day today. New 52 week highs and lows also coming in negative, probably one of the worst readings for the year so far from this indicator, uh, nearly six to one negative on the day today. Again, when you start to see these numbers that are the worst of the year, things like that you start to get the feel that we're headed towards a capitulation low. And we really, really saw it in volume today. We saw an 88.2% downside volume day from the New York Stock Exchange. That's very close to that 90% level that many technicians use for capitulation readings. It can be used as a bullish thrust to the upside. 
can also be used on the downside as well. So again, seeing signs that we're nearing a capitulation low. Uh, volume did come back better on the NASDAQ, still negative though as well. Looking at our sectors on the day, finished with all 11 of our S&P 500 sectors down on the day. Uh, consumer staples led the way higher. I say led, they, they led the way, I guess, led the way lower. Um, down just three-tenths of 1%, followed there by healthcare, consumer discretionary, and tech. Tech really held up pretty well today. As you saw, the NASDAQ was our leader on the day. And the semis finished flat on the day. They, actually, the leverage ETF for semis finished positive on the day today. So it's what you want to see. Tech leading the way, or at least holding up the best out there. Our laggards on the day, though, were energy. Oil got crushed today. I'll get to that here in a second. Uh, and then after that were financials, materials, and industrials. Now, finally for today, our VRA Commodity Watch Gold, now down 0.15% to 1,812 an ounce. Silver, down a big 2.34% to $25.19 an ounce. Next up was copper, similar range, down a little more, almost 3% on the day at 2.93% to $4.19 a pound. And as I mentioned a second ago, oil. Wow. That's a big move lower today, down 7.18%, quickly falling below $70 a barrel now at $66.42 a barrel. And folks, oil is arguably the most important commodity as far as its usefulness to the economy, everything from uh, you know home energy to your, your gas in your car, now is the last commodity to really fall since the recent inflation scare, which is going to continue, they're going to continue the fear mongering about it for sure. Uh, but we've seen commodity prices fall, really collapse since the inflation peak. We first saw it in precious metals, then lumber prices falling back below uh, where they even began the year, still up significantly from where uh, the lows were at, at from last year. And as we talked about here before, we expect kind of a rate of change style of inflation where yes, prices will fall, but they're gonna make new bases at higher prices. Uh, that is our view of inflation here, but we also saw grain prices falling. Now we've seen it in oil as well. So since it has been our leader, there's a good chance it could be the first to bottom here as well. So we'll be continuing to watch that closely. And finally for today, Bitcoin continuing to fall as well. Now down 2.95% on the day to 30,717 a Bitcoin. And for the Bitcoin bulls out there, you know, we love the whole idea behind decentralized finance, but you really want to see this 30K level hold. And we see a significant break through that 30,000 level, we could see some more downside for Bitcoin, at least while looking at it on a technical basis. Folks, that is all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Uh, click the podcast link at the top. We'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.